Kia ora. Welcome to Rhythms Podcast, a father and son conversation around the daily rhythm of reading the Bible in community, partnering with the Holy Spirit for connection and growth. And we're back into it, uh, week number three of our of our focus on John, the book of John, the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 12 to 17. How are you doing, Dad? I'm doing well. That's good. We are ready to go. Ready to go. So it's uh, good to have you guys listening. And for those of mm. you who have just popped into this uh, episode and you're wondering what it's all about, mm. this is a conversation, a father and son conversation around the word the world and uh, it's really being birthed out of uh, for those of you who don't know me and my wife Karen I'm Elijah my wife's name is Karen have a gorgeous daughter Winnie and little cheeky son Foxy and uh, we are the lead pastors of Unite Church which is a church of churches of micro churches neighborhood churches we call them small simple slow community focused around Jesus and focused on daily reading. So we have a daily mm-hmm. Bible plan that we that we read and share. And when we gather together on Sundays, we share around the Word of God. And this podcast was birthed out of that. It is. And in some ways, or on, one of the heart things of these, this uh, model of church is not the model so much, but as, as looking to make a means of more effective uh, discipleship, more mm-hmm. effective mm-hmm. apprenticing to Jesus as communities, as groups, and and seeing the body work, seeing the gifts flow. It was actually um, interesting yeah. you say that. It's so true. And I, I, even when you were talking, I was like, oh, and part of that dialogue is what does the word effective mean and how yes. do we translate that? Yeah. I was just talking to Karen today and we were talking about our neighborhood churches because it's not necessarily... We, we, we went on this journey of instead of a service model focus uh, to a, a focus of mm. these small communities where you, f- you focus around Jesus together mm. and it's about being committed to mm. one another in Jesus. And we're saying it's actually, it's not all pretty. It can be really messy because life is messy. That's right. Um, we're talking about how I, I saw a comment of someone that said, oh, it's so good to get back together in community. And they were talking about their service, which is good. And that yep. is great. That is fantastic. Yep. And I was thinking to myself, oh, what is community? Is it a community just to sit, sing next to someone or have a little chat about their life? Now, I'm not saying it's not. Mm. I'm just saying there's something about a deeper yep. com- committing to one another, a deeper yep. journey. And I, I guess I was thinking, man, the last 15 months for us, it's been beautiful. But in many ways, it's actually been harder. Well, it is because it's a significant cultural change um, of church and actually bringing more responsibility to every member. And even what we're doing here is we've taken maybe our gifts Mm -hmm. that are upfront gifts, preaching gifts, Mm -hmm. teaching gifts, communicating truth gifts, and we've taken them away from the front and we've put them to the side. So they still contribute to the body. But we're saying to people, you get together and hear one of God, share from the word together. Uh, And so the meeting we were both in yesterday, as we were in the same neighborhood church, um, almost everyone in that room spoke at some point. That's right. Prayed at some point, um, Mm -hmm. worshiped together. Yep. uh, 
we were there for maybe two and a half hours yeah. on some coffee tea, coffee tea at the start before it ended. I was in and out a couple of times with little kids, yep. so I missed some of it. I was there for another hour chatting with a couple of people about all sorts of things with Kingdom yep. as we're just exploring doing life and Kingdom together. Yep. Uh, so, so real robust interaction, sharing, the body mm-hmm. sharing, Great. Um, talking about scripture, talking about life, Praying mm. together about things, mm. and and uh, that's happening every week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think for me, it's it's like my one of my expectations when we felt God lead us in this way was, oh, everything's going to be awesome now. Yeah. And I was pretty disappointed when I found out that's just not how life goes. No. But also to realize what small does is it exposes. You yeah. can't hide. So the relationship is what it is it's not <clears throat> hidden behind a structure that can make it prop it up mm. and make it something that's not yeah so we even think of um, other models where you could go to a service feel encouraged feel and truly truly feel yeah. encouraged truly yep. feel like the holy spirit has filled you up yep. but you're not necessarily and that's good and that's good yep. that's right and i'm not saying yep. it's not i'm just saying you're not necessarily loving one another no and and no. in this one we you have to maybe bear with that person yep who just some of their mannerisms rub you the wrong way. That's it. Uh, That's you've it. got to bear with that. You've got to look beyond that yep. and, and look for what Christ is bringing and doing in that person or how you can be Christ yeah. in, into that person. So you're not just mm. considering the pastor or the worship leader. You're considering the people you're committed to. That's right. And actually in relationship yep. with. And one of the things I also realized was it's not even because I've been in many life groups and some have been incredible, um, but really it's even not just that. Life groups can become just a social place or a place where we study mm. something or where someone's still the the main voice and I think the thing that I'm learning in this journey is that love takes all of me. Yes. And it's yeah. serving one another is not yeah. just pretty. It's not there's it's yeah. it's finding the beauty in the mundane and yeah. the ordinary. It's finding the beauty in the spirit. Mm. And it's actually realizing that spiritual is there's an ordinariness to spiritual. Intriguing, you know. Now, we're talking that. We're going to read in a moment yep. John, m- most of John 14, mm-hmm. starting at the end mm-hmm. of John 13. And mm-hmm. Jesus is talking to his disciples. Yes. And he's put, digging on some real significant truth yep. and setting them up yep. for life without him yeah. in their presence. Wow. They're misunderstanding him. Some of them are going to go out and betray him. Yep. Some of them are going to deeply disappoint them uh, or disappoint the perfect picture of yeah. what it would look like to be a disciple. Yes. And, and, the, and the story shows that they're not understanding what he's saying. And so in the same way that he's asking us sometimes to bear with one another, he's actually got that same attitude going on with people around him, not trying to fix every problem in that moment, not trying to answer every question, just trusting the story, trusting the journey, trusting that if he continues to be truth, speak truth, and people continue to walk with him, one day they'll get it. There will be a moment where something works out. There will be immaturity, then there'll be some more maturity, then there'll be some more immaturity, then there'll be some more maturity. That sounds like my walk with God. Uh, I think I'm doing okay, and then he shows me immaturity, Mm. and then... He'll bring something into my life that enables me to become maturer. I don't know if that's a good word, but grow in maturity, not claiming to make it completely uh, in that point. 
and and he see the journey happening out and that's what we're really trying to speak into just to look into these verses and to just bring some thoughts some context put them into the big story apply them to our stories and and just to help the journey of the holy spirit doing the work to grow us up as apprentices of jesus it's a high trust position in the holy spirit it is it's it is. A high trust position. It is a high trust. Hey, let's let's pray and, and get into it. And we need to have a high trust in the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. He is God Himself. Yeah. yeah. Becoming part of our life and journey on earth. Yeah. That is an incredible thing. Yeah. And it deserves awe, wonder, amazement, and it deserves trust. Which is a perfect place yeah. even just to, yeah. to have a moment to stop and consider mm. that. Yeah. And to be, you know, like mm. if you're listening right now, just stop and consider yeah. who God is. Yeah. It's worship. And, and how am I trusting the God who is with me? Yeah. And uh, who reveals Christ in me. Mm. That's what we're praying for today as yeah. we look at these verses, our prayers, that the work of the Holy Spirit would be happening. Yes. Um, we're confident He wants to work in our lives and yep. in your life. Yep. We're confident he's here with us and he's with you and he is working mm. to reveal Jesus to you and in you. That's right. To free you from anxiety, trouble, fears, yep. and to bring to life in you his peace. Mm. And we pray for this. We ask for peace to come alive mm. in the hearts of those who are listening to us today as we talk through this podcast mm. in Jesus' name. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Amen. Amen. Just amen to that. That's fantastic. So we're going to start at John 13. We're going to we read a little bit of this. John 13, 34 to 35 is a big deal. We'll probably mention briefly back to that uh, as we go through. Well, Jesus yeah. mentions back to that. So we're, That's right, uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So we're going to go through this conversation that Jesus is having with his disciples. It is mostly a monologue, but there is some dialogue yep. going on back and forth uh, as some disciples ask questions, as we will see. Yeah. And Jesus, yeah, is on his last hours, really, with his yep. before he is resurrected, mm. his pre, pre-cross hours. Here we go. John 13, verse 31. When he was gone, that's Judas. You could probably start down at uh, verse 33. Okay, here we go. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, Simon Peter, just bypass the whole love one another thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah. how many of us do that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but God, what are, you, what are you doing? Love one another. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus replied, where I am going, you cannot follow now, but you will follow later. Mm-hmm. Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Then Jesus answered, Will you really lay down your life for me? Very truly I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three Mm. times. Yeah. And we just wanted to talk about this 
um, account with Peter for a few minutes as yeah. we lead into here. For those who uh, are new to this, we talked a bit about the love one another on the last podcast. We finished on that. Mm. And so that's why we're picking up this little account with Peter. So Jesus is saying, you know, where I'm going, you can't. I'm going to where I'm going, you can't come. And Peter just saying, but I want to come. You know, I can go anywhere. I'm the man. I'll do it. In fact, I will lay down my life for you. Now, some of us would be aware that, that these accounts have parallel accounts in the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and, and that have different sort of aspects and pictures for it. And this little account um, that we just read in John about Peter is also in Luke 22, 31. And Jesus says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. Oh, I really don't know what that means, but it, except what it says, that there is something going on in the spiritual realms, similar to what we read in Job 1, isn't it? Yeah. There is something going on in the spiritual realms mm. that is more than sometimes we understand, yep. more than we always understand, yep. and, and often more than we've allowed for. Mm. Uh, so something's going on, and Satan's come along, I'm gonna, I won't ever go at Peter. Do you think he can stand it? And, and Jesus says... I've prayed for you, Peter, verse 32, that your faith may not fail. And when you've turned again, so he's going to fall. And so when you've turned back to me, after turning away from me, um, strengthen your brothers. Wow. And, and I think this is so important verses for many people these days because there is a sifting. There is pressure coming on in our world that is like Satan coming to sift. It may not be absolutely directly where Satan knocked us on the door and said, God, can I go down and see Paul Burton and sift him, please? But there's pressure coming on through things in this world that put pressure on my faith in God, mm -hmm. that want to stir up anxiety and fear and things in me, agitation, mm -hmm. and, and keep me from, a, from a dwelling in the peace of God. Hmm. And Jesus, rather than saying, oh, no, I better pray that Paul doesn't get this. Maybe he's doing what he did for Peter and praying that as I'm going through, as we are going through these things, I'm praying that your faith may not fail. Hmm. And that when you've turned, stumbled, you'll get up again. Yeah. When you've turned away from me for a moment and forgot and, and not trust me, you'll turn back to me and, and confess faith in me again. You'll be like Peter. And then Peter says, and then, of course, strengthen your brothers. You'll, you'll, you'll have something new and you're like, oh, I've got a testimony now that yeah. how God can bring me through things. And I wobbled a bit. I fell over a few times, but I got up again. And, and strengthen your brothers. This is so important. Peter said, Lord, I'm ready to go. He doesn't hear that. He just, no, no, I'm Peter. I'm strong. I'm the man. I don't know. That's, that's what it sounds like, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. And, and I tell you, this is in Luke. Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you have denied me three times. And we see the same in John. Mm. And, and so it's just important for us to grasp that our flesh person, mm. who I just find or describe as a better word than define, is who I am from my natural parents. Mm -hmm. Cannot follow Jesus Christ. I'm not good enough, not strong enough, not able. My flesh cannot be a Christian. Yeah. 
Uh, and, and you hear that when, when, in the words of Jesus, oh, I forget it's in Matthew 10, I think, when he's talking about, you know, the rich man going through the eye of the needle. And, and he says, it's impossible. How is this possible? He says, it's impossible for man. But it's possible with God. Mm. And, and until we grasp that all my faith journey is impossible. So we were um, just talking about that, that, that our flesh cannot follow God or have mm. faith in God. Yep. Sorry for those of you who heard that that was Dad's phone going on. Yeah, before. so we we need to trust <laughs> that God is working to save us from before we even knew Him. Yep. And that as we trust what His work, He's going to bring us through. The other thing I saw about Peter there was he's willing to lay down his life for Jesus. And the, the picture I got was, I'll protect you. I'll keep you safe. There may be some trouble coming your way, Jesus, but I'll get in between it. Which he tries to. And, and it's good. It's not a bad motive, but we can't add to what Jesus is about to do to us until yeah. we come to Jesus saying, God, I don't bring a thing. Yeah. I don't come with strength. I don't come with any goodness. I don't come with anything to add to you. I come to you. And, and so they, these verses start us off by actually demolishing maybe some of the hope we had in our ability. Uh, if, you're, if you're a church person, some of the hope we have in our ability to be good. Yeah. At doing stuff, and, yeah. and and if we're not a church person, just demolish it. You know, you don't need to have anything. What you all you need is something in you that says, "I want it. I want to trust Jesus." Love it. Yeah, oh, I love that, and I love the picture of Peter because <laughs> yeah. he, he's just so like he just gets it messes up so much, yeah. and I love that because the it means that we can place ourselves in there, and I think many of yeah. us have some almost incredibly high expectations on us. Yes, too high. And then, and then, yeah, mm. too high. Mm. And then, and particularly in the church, it's like, oh man, I, I now had to have to like somehow... Save the world. Yeah. I'm like Peter. Yeah. I'll make sure we'll get saved, God. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah. and this helps us, these passages like this help mm. us let go yeah. of that. Yeah. And, and continually let go of it and yep. allow ourselves to be in Jesus. Like mm. you said, we don't add to him. And the life we live is one in, in mercy mm. that triumphs yes. over judgment and grace. And and also, not just me, the mercy that triumphs over judgment, but Romans 12, 1, for instance, says, in view of God's mercy, yeah. present yourselves as living sacrifices. Mm. And it goes on from there. So Peter's willing to sacrifice himself yep. for Jesus. He's yep. going to die yep. if he did that. And he's not going to add anything to Jesus. But when I see the mercy of God, I offer myself to the mercy of God like a living sacrifice. Yeah. So it's no longer about me. I love my life to be faithful to Jesus yeah. as a living sacrifice. There's a difference to being offering my life to Jesus to offering my life for Jesus. Mm, there is a difference. I'm not looking to add anything. I'm actually looking to participate in what Jesus life. has done and That's is right. doing through his mercy on our planet. Yeah. Yes, I Which is think, actually going to speak to what we want to read at next as well. And I think that yeah. um, yeah. I think entitlement and victimhood and uh, the shame that comes with unrealistic expectations are all tied together. Yes. And we throw that we throw that into Christ together. We and and we live a life reliant on His grace. Uh, and I just want to link before we move on from these verses. Um, is it John twelve? Uh, we read about the Pharisees believed in Jesus, but because of the fear 
of others. Yeah. They didn't acknowledge him. The praise of man over the praise of God. Yes, and that's what Peter's about to do. And this is also beautiful because God takes us in process. Jesus takes Peter in process. And the the heart is all that matters. And so you see the difference with Judas and Peter. Seems to me you see a heart that does not want God. Mm. It does not want Jesus for who Jesus is. And then a heart that does. But actually the lives can look quite similar. They can. And it also should help us, you know, to realize, let's not be arrogant and looking on at those Pharisees and think, oh, yeah, they just wanted to, you know, teach the men more than God. We're not like that. No, we are like that. Yeah. And Peter went out and he said, do you know Jesus? Are you one? No, I'm not. I yeah. don't know him. Because if I knew him, yeah. if I was his friend, I might get what he's getting. Yeah. And he just got arrested. Yeah. And I don't want to get what he's yeah. getting. So I actually, I don't know him. And, and I yeah. think this also uh, applies quite heavily to how we see each other in the church as believers, as people that we are committed to, the family of faith, those we do life and rhythm Mm. with, that we would have a grace. I think we miss the gifts of God and the Mm. grace of God that exists in the gifts of other people when we go, oh, look at them. Another mistake, another this, yep. or whatever, whatever we do. Well, I've done mm-hmm. it, and I have, and actually, even recently, God's been teaching me. Oh man, okay, mm-hmm. if you just stop for a second, painting them with some mistakes or frustrations you have yep. with them, you're going to see the gift I have inside of them. Yeah, just think of Pete, Jesus that held Peter's mistake against them, because mm-hmm. fifty days time, Peter's going to be the guy mm-hmm. leading the church. Yeah, the biggest failure here. They're not that leader, but the one stepping out in front and providing the leadership momentum. Courageous. From what we read in Acts anyway at the start. And so his mistake didn't write him off. It provided the strength of character to know I can get up again. Fantastic. Um, So if you're in the middle of the mess like the rest of us, let's read on. Yeah. Here we go. John 14. Yeah, just verses 1 to 3 and then verse 27. Fantastic. So John 14 verses 1. Um... It goes like this. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Mm. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there Mm. to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am. Mm. You know the way to the place where I am going. Mm. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. Yeah. So Not all the way down to 27. Yeah. Where just, do you want to just, go? Just, go? Just read 27. We just wanted 1 to 3 and 27. Yeah. 1 to 3 and 27. Yeah, and 27. Oh, you want to skip past. Yeah, I want to come back to verse 4 afterwards. All right. So we're going to go from verse 3 then. Yeah. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may also be where I am. Yeah. And then verse 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Mm. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So the connection of those first couple of verses in in 14, Mm. 1, 2, 3 and and 27 uh, is let not your hearts be troubled. Yes. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe in me. Yeah. And, And these are people who believed in God. They had grown up as believers in the God of Abraham, the God, that's the same God. And Jesus said, as you believed in him, believe in me and and do yeah. not let your heart be troubled. Imagine Peter uh, later on afterwards, he's thinking, oh, he told me he's going to betray him. I didn't think I would. I did. But hear those words. Come with Peter. 
yeah. in your mess, yeah. in your failure, in your self-condemnation, in your shame, mm-hmm. in your frustration mm-hmm. at yourself, at what happened, let not your heart be troubled. Yeah. yeah. This is a command. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, a big deal. Because if I'm, and, and, and I'm not saying it's easy, mm. I'm just saying it's a big deal. Mm. And if I'm going to allow trouble, which to me is like inner agitation, anxiety, fear, um, shame, mm. if I'm going to allow frustration, these things to sit in my heart, mm. in my inner being, I, I, they can only sit there mm. if I live from my judgments over what's happening to me and what's happening around me and what might happen because of that and what could happen because of this. It, they can only, I can only hold them there mm. as I live from my judgments. Mm. And, and um, they will lead to me um, uh, not being able to love others as Christ loved me. Mm. Because in this situation, the question is, if I'm allowing, and I'm not saying, you know, trouble doesn't come into my heart. Mm. I'm like, if I'm living, holding that in my heart, yeah. do not let your hearts be troubled. Yes. It'll come. Don't yes. let it rest there. Yeah. yeah. Don't let it rest there. Yeah. Don't let it stay there. Yeah. Don't let it find a home there. Mm. Don't let it take up residence there. Mm. Shame, frustration, agitation, trouble, whatever mm. it is, fear, anxiety. Why? Because when I let it take it up there, I've made a judgment mm. that maybe God's love is not big enough for this. Mm. Yeah, it's a question of will I trust mm. God, believe in God, believe in me. Yeah. Will I trust God? Will I trust the love of God in me? Love one another as I have loved you. Yeah. By this all men will know you are my disciples. Yeah. I will not be able to obey that command yeah. if I'm not obeying this command. Hmm. Um, and I've found that, that God is, is ruthless with me over these issues. It, it's got harder as I've got more mature, as I've got more seasoned in the faith. It, this is where he cranks the pressure down. And I can remember many years ago when he spoke to me about frustration. Mm. He says, when you, are, when you claim frustration, when you admit frustration, when you hold frustration, you step out of faith and into unbelief. Yeah. And it's sin. Mm. And so when you feel frustrated, you have to then recognize that that has come because you simply don't understand fully what's going on. And your limited understanding gives you the ability to feel frustrated over what's happening around you, what people are doing, what is not happening. And so you just choose to trust that I have it in hand. And even if you don't understand it, I have it in hand and just don't hold that frustration. It was just blatant. And these days, it's like any little agitation. I have to be quick to do that response, to bring my to bring my perspective to Jesus. Believe in God. Believe that in the Father's house, I means I already have a room. I'm not trying to prove anything. I'm not trying to get anything. I'm not trying to achieve anything. I already have my place in the Father's heart, in His house, in eternity, and I have it now. And I also wonder. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I also mm. wonder how much of that is the role within community because sometimes I think we don't know. Yeah, we help one another. That we're as frustrated or yep. anxious that, yep. as we actually are. And I That's think we right. actually live in a world where we would like to think that we know more about ourselves. 
yeah. more than anyone else does. But I think actually the, the challenge there is sometimes some we, we're missing something because we're so busy mm. or hurried or overwhelmed. Yeah. And actually someone else goes, well, actually the way you're treating mm. me, yeah. the way you're treating... Where does it come from? Yeah. yeah. And we need each other to, and we need the boldness and kindness... Yeah. To ask questions of yeah. one another. So how do we, if we're New Zealanders now, and if you watch what goes on around our government and what's going on and the trend of things in the country, do we have anxiety over our over the current government's trajectory? And if you have anxiety in your heart over your current, current government's trajectory, what do you do with it? Do you act out? speak out about it and hold a judgment over that government or do you trust that God knows what he's doing and he's bigger than that government and I may not see all his plan I may feel like I'm Joseph in prison at the moment but there is something else going on and God is well and able to bring about change at any moment that he wants and I can read you many many stories in the Bible about that and so our choice is to trust the plan of God even when it's not clear in our heads we trust that it's clear in God's heads and to trust and to allow, Jesus says, I have prepared a place for you. Yeah. And I think that place has something to do with his peace. Mm. My peace, he said in verse 27, I give unto you. I've prepared a place for you in eternity and you come into that now when my peace mm. is ruling and reigning in our hearts. This is command place in Jesus. This is like um, Christianity 101. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I love these yeah. two things that you we read when we read. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Mm. Believe you believe in God. Believe also in me. In in verse one and also in verse twenty seven, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Yeah. Do not let your hearts be troubled. <clears throat> do not be afraid. Two things that I think Jesus is doing here that that I love is mm. he is acknowledging that our hearts get troubled. Yes. So he yep. validates us. Yeah. Hey, you know what? This is hard and there will be really tough times yep. and your hearts will get troubled. Yeah. So I say to you, there's two beautiful things because he said he acknowledges it. He acknowledges the pain. Yep. He doesn't overlook it, pretends yep. it's not there. Um, both in himself he acknowledges it and with his disciples. And he also uh, then says, hey, I've got, I'm going to give you something for that. He, yep. he, and these guys were going to face trouble. Yes. They were going to face a little bit of trouble when Jesus died. Mm-hmm. They were going to face deep disappointment, yep. deep grieving. Yep. They were going to have some reprieve with the resurrection, but that was going to create more questions. They were going to give plenty of room for anxiety. And what's going on here? I don't understand. Yep. Then the Holy Spirit was going to come and they were going to get more un- understanding. Then they were going to then they were going to start living in a new way, and that was going to create more trouble. Mm-hmm. They were going to start being alienated from the world they had grown up in. Mm-hmm. They were going to start to find the world that had been their comfortable place was going to become a foreign place and was going to oppose them. They were going to be arrested. They were going to be put in prison. Some of them were going to be well, all of them were going to be martyred, but some sooner than others. Yep. Then only forty years after this, yeah. they were going to see Jerusalem the city of the center of their lives until this point, completely demolished Mm. and torn down, every stone removed, and the nation of Israel pretty much completely scattered. Mm. I mean, they were going to face 
everything in their world was going to be turned upside down and they were going to have to know how to live out of the peace that Jesus brought into their hearts all the way through, that there was a place prepared for them in eternity and there was a place prepared for them on earth right now where they could live in that place, in this peace. And so do we. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm saying, I've struggled, you know, I don't think I've heard enough of this message. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe we, we need more of a message for people of how to live in Jesus and how to have his peace all in in us, maybe before we get the message of how to try and do great things for God. Yeah. Um, because... If we don't get this, as I said before, mm. our hearts get choked up mm. with anxiety. Yep. And, and the parable of the soils tells us what happens with the choked up heart. It's unfruitful. Yep. And the way to fruitfulness is often not being better at doing something. It's actually been better at resting in God. And we'll get more of that in John Great. 15. Great. It's been better at more of living in his peace in the midst of a troubled circumstance if and we want situation. to talk about what it means to be an effective church if yeah. we want to talk about what it means to be successful yeah. uh, as the church this is where we <clears throat> need to go yeah and then our sound that's not in this text but then our sound the testimony the way we express life comes out of that peace in a world that does mm. not know what to do with anxiety yep we have a different sound we have a different sound it's not that we don't yeah. experience it we have a different sound. Because we, we cope with it in a different way. We go to a different place. And, and understanding this, go back to what we said before. Mm-hmm. If we don't win here, and we can't win, but if we don't come into what Jesus has prepared for us here, let not your hearts be troubled. Yeah. Believe in God. Look to heavens. Look to eternity. Yeah. Look to the story of God all the way through the history of this world. Look to Jesus and receive his peace. And the thing that he has prepared for us, if we don't start here, we'll go to things like love one another as I have loved you, and they're impossible. But when our heart starts to know the peace of God, it starts to become possible to love others as Christ loved us. We can bring peace yeah. to them. We can, our relationship to them can be one of bringing peace rather than bringing more frustration or more agitation or more anxiety or more fear. And, and absolutely, so these and you, are fundamental. And you need to live slow enough. Yeah. You can't. You can't yeah. live in peace fast. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's um, move yeah. on to our verse 4. On so to verse Thomas's 4 to 14. Question. Here we go. Mm. You know the way to the place I'm going, Jesus is saying. And then Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and mm. the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Mm. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even 
greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Mm. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father Mm. may be glorified in the Son. Mm. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Yes. Amazing, eh? Yeah. How, what do we do with these? Massive statements. What do we do with these? We, we've got to just not try and unpack everything in this little passage. Um, we've already used most of our time, a good part of our time. Uh, if we were starting, if we were to talk about what we just, you know, John, uh, John 14, 1, this idea of do not let your heart be troubled. Mm-hmm. Believe in God. Believe in me. With John 14, 27, my peace I give mm-hmm. you. If we're talking this as the vision. Mm. of where we were going to be as sons of God living on earth, apprentices of Jesus. He's starting to tell us here, here's the way to get there. And he used the word. Why? Show us the way. Show us the way. Jesus didn't show them the way. Mm. He didn't outline a way. He didn't give five steps, ten steps. He didn't give a way. He said, I am the way. Yeah. And then he, he, he says, I am the way. And then he assumes, you know, they don't get it, but he assumes they will get it one day. Um, I am the way, verse 6, the truth and the life. He says, verse 4, you know the way. No, we don't. Yes, you which do. Is, which is a fair I question. am the way. Yeah, it is. And, and it's like Jesus saying, yeah. you might not have got it yet, but you're going to get it. Yeah. You might not have got it yet. And I think we need to give ourselves a break sometimes. Say, do you think Jesus, that's, I can feel Jesus saying that to us along our journey yeah. too. Hey, you might not have it now. I know this doesn't make quite sense, but you're going to get it's it. It's going to happen you're for you. You're going to get it. And he doesn't try and over-explain. I do, but he doesn't. And I'm learning more. He doesn't even, you know, we've already, many of us would have realized when you looked at the scripture, he often doesn't ask the question that someone's asking. <laughs> and, and we can say, oh, but he didn't answer the question. And I've got someone in my life who'll often say, but you didn't answer the question. I said, yeah, but if they don't understand this, then my answer to the question will make no sense. Yeah. And maybe I'm over-explaining. But, but the point I'm coming to, Jesus said, I am the way. So we want to hear as we read these verses, these 10 verses or 11 verses, that Jesus is the way. No one comes to the Father except through him. But also, right alongside mm. that is, if you'd known me, you'd know the Father. Mm-hmm. If you've known me, you'd know the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yeah. I'm in the Father and the Father is in me in verse 10. And the words I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does his work. Listen to verse 10 again. I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. And my words have authority. So I just paraphrase a little bit. I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, and my words have authority. In the last couple of verses, he talks about some of the effects of authority. Mm. greater works than these if you ask anything in my name and I will do it like that's authority showing up but he's saying the authority is in this I'm in the Father and the Father's in me and we're seeing here a picture of covenant Mm. we live the Father in me Jesus in flesh on earth the Father outside of creation but in creation the eternal Father Mm. who, who created all things in Jesus living as one yeah. Two living as one without losing their individual uniqueness. In fact, their individual uniqueness is seen more clearly because they're living as one. And what he's saying to us, this is the way. This is the way I have for you. Yeah. The way of covenant. And in Matthew uh, 26, 
28, mm. and he's in the same yep. um, meal and part last over meal that we read about in John 13, and he takes the cup of wine and he says, this is my blood of the covenant. The hey, covenant hey, which is poured think, out. Why do you think uh, in the church we get so focused on that and they will do even greater things than these and, and we don't really focus that much on covenant? No, because uh, and we can't do greater things outside of covenant. Why do you think we focus on the greater things? Because we want to look at what we're doing. We see ourselves as a big person doing big things. Well, so what do you think Jesus means when he says greater things? I can't say for sure, um, but my question when I looked at this today was, what's the greatest thing Jesus did? Yeah, I was thinking about the same thing. I'm like, there are a lot of great things he did, but the greatest thing he did was die on the cross. That's right. And that doesn't look as good as feeding people. And, and how's that people? described in Philippians chapter 2? I think it's verse 8, maybe verse 9. And Jesus humbled himself. Emptied himself of himself. Yeah, and but towards the end of that passage, and Jesus humbled himself yep. and was obedient to the Father, even unto death. Therefore, God hmm. exalted him. So, so the, the, things are the thing themselves. that brought the greatest glory yes. to Jesus uh-huh. was he humbled himself yep. and obeyed the Father. And that should be our context for the greater things That's that we are called to yep. do. Any other great thing is after that, is the consequence of that. Wow. Is, is it flows on. The greatest thing. So and then I was thinking, so why is, he saying you will do greater things. And I thought, and, and this just seems, this is a new thought for me. Is it a greater thing for a person born in sin to come and follow Jesus? And come into the way of Jesus. Not to try and do the way of Jesus, but to come into the way of Jesus. Which is a bit mysterious for us, but it's real, it's true. And like then coming to, okay, I'm going to humble myself and be obedient to the Father in Christ. Mm. Because Jesus didn't was born not in sin, mm. not as a sinner. He had one small advantage that was significant. And is it a great, saying, you'll do greater things because you who were born in sin, lost from the Father, with nothing in you drawing you to Him, mm. are going to be like me. You're going to be able, with my help, with the Spirit of God's help, to do this greater thing. And surely the church, yeah. surely the church, as the church, we've, you know, if, if great things is held in the context of mm. humble obedience, and surely we gather to encourage each other. Yep. In humble obedience to yep. the Father. A humble obedience yeah. in the Spirit. Surely our lives need to be marked by, and this is not just big things, but day in, day out, week in, week yeah. out, which means we need rhythms with other people yeah. that can hold each other in this place of saying, hey, we, what is God calling of us and what, are, yep. what is our humble obedience? Because the second or the other thing that Jesus said was his uh, success was his faithfulness to the 11 disciples who were with him at the end. Yep. Um, he says, I brought glory to you because I did the work you're going to do. I've got these, these guys still with me. Wow. They're here. They're still believing. They're going to carry through. So his faithfulness to the few um, was, was a great work. Yeah. It was a great work. And, and, uh, and 
so scripture for me, understand, puts his obedience to the Father and is faithful to those few that God had called him to walk close to mm-hmm. as his greatest works. Yeah. And he walked away from the crowds so he could invest in those. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have crowds and, and we'd all love to see more miracles. In fact, I think there's a stirring to believe for more Absolutely. impossible things done. Absolutely. And, but I think the greatest things that we do is our faithfulness to the Father and our faithfulness to the few, the people God brings, that yes. actually we have to walk alongside and yes. look at in the eye and yeah. say, I want to love you yeah. as Christ loves me. And I'm going to be faithful to that. Mm. I want, well, I may not be able to, but I want to be faithful to that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to press into that. Yeah. And uh, these greatest things. So this, you probably need to move on from these verses now. But that, just going back, that idea of covenant, of coming into covenant, yes. is, is this idea of coming into Jesus like he's in the Father. Yeah. I'm in Christ like he's in the Father. And if I'm in Christ like he's in the Father, he's in me. This is the way. Um, and at the end of that, it says, if you ask me anything in my name, I'll do it. Oh, and how many times we've looked at verses like this, or I have 13 times I've found in the New Testament, he says something almost the same. And, and it's so challenging. But, you know, I think the my name means not untag. It's like you're in covenant. In fact, James 1 uh, makes a very telling statement that relates to this. James 1, 5. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him mm. ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. Whatever you ask in my name, it will be given to you. But let him ask in faith. Yep. If you believe in God, believe yep. in me. Yep. If I'm one with God, you're one with God. Yeah. Let him ask in faith with no doubting. No room for anxiety, no room for frustration, no room for those little things to come in and become big things. No doubting, no judgment over the way or this or that. No judgment at all, no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. Mm. To have a doubt is to have a judgment. Mm. Um, For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. He isn't sure who he's trusting. Hmm. Am I trusting the God I cannot see? Or am I trusting the world around me that I can see? Which one is my heart set on? Where's my trust set? Where's my hope set? And in covenant, we're with Christ. And it's set on the God we can't see for what we can see. And our hope and trust is there. And this person, he's saying, whatever you ask in my name, yep. um, it will be done for you. And I love, and I see that whatever you ask, it's like whatever you ask as a representation of me. Yeah. Whatever you ask to bring the kingdom. In covenant. In covenant. And I want to say, I was just thinking as you're talking, and, and what a perfect, what I love is, what a perfect place to practice and then in a neighborhood church yeah. or in a, a place yep. where you're up close and personal with people that you've committed to each yep. other in Jesus. And I would say if you are not in one of these uh, and you want to be mm. and you're anywhere in the world, we want to help you do that. So keep in touch. Get in yep. touch with us. We don't even know yeah. how it would help, but we want to help um, because I, th- I just don't think of a better thing than a commitment to each other and rhythm yep. to say, hey, let's practice this. Let's yep. actually practice the words that we're reading right now. And so what are you asking of God? For each other, yeah, 
how do you pray and just think of the people in your neighbourhood church and say, God, I'm just asking that today, that you, they would have your peace coming into their place, that, that you would um, do what you said you did in, in verse 27, my peace I give unto you. Yeah. And Lord, I can ask for me and I can ask for them. That's right. I can ask, Lord, for, you know, I could just come up with other things, we can, things we're reading here, that they, would be, that they would just be seeing their oneness with you in heaven, Father, today, that there's a place prepared, that you were like the father and the prodigal son to them. And mm. when the prodigal son came home, he found the father had already prepared the place. Yeah. He'd already prepared for the celebration. Yes. It was all prepared. Yeah. It was already to be prepared. The only things that had to be done were those things that could only be done when he got there. Yeah. And so the father was ready for him to come home. It wasn't a surprise. And, and I just, yeah. And I, we can pray, God, that they would know absolutely. that. Absolutely. And yeah. I, I just want to say, because I just do feel... Just in, it's something in my spirit that there's some, maybe some people listening here and saying, well, what does it look like for me to practice? And we want to help you. We want yeah. to help you practice. So if, yeah. if you are that person um, and God is speaking to you, please contact mm. us. Yeah. Uh, and we'd love to. I just feel yeah. like God is stirring something. Yeah. And so whatever, whatever way we want to be helpful in doing mm. that. Um, and, and we're going to come up with some more things to ask God for in the absolutely. next few verses. Let's carry on with 15. Yeah, 15 to 26. I oh, love this passage. Here we go. If yes. you love me, keep my commands. Yeah. We'll hear more about that in chapter 15. Yeah. Um, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with yeah. you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him. Because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you mm. and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. Mm. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father and that you are in me and that I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Do you want me to carry on? Yeah. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, I don't know, there were two, said, yeah. But Lord, why do you intend to show, to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. This sounds like a neighborhood church uh, gathering. Couple yeah. of questions, couple of discussions. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. Mm. The Father, my Father, will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with mm. them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own; they belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy mm. Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Mm will teach you all things and will remind you of everything yeah. I have said to you. Yeah. Peace I leave with you, my peace I yeah. give you. Well, think of those threads in there, these these this it's like the weaving yeah. together. Jesus yeah. is just weaving some things together. If you love me, keep my commands. Yeah. If you keep my commands, you love me. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we can give a but you know and I'll ask the Father, and He will give you the Helper to be with you ever, the mm. Spirit of Truth. Mm. That the last second to last verse, the Helper of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send, will teach you all the things mm. and bring to your remembrance. Um, uh, somewhere in there, Judas Iscariot, you know, not Iscariot, sorry, says, ask that question. Why will you manifest yourself to us? This is really worth thinking about too, and not to the world. Jesus manifests Himself to His 
followers, mm. his followers testify to the world. Um, if we want to have a greater testimony to the world, let's know Jesus better. Let's live it out in community better. Uh, Jesus answered, if anyone loves me, he'll keep my word and we will make our home with him. You know, this whole interaction of things, eh? you know, and, and so there's two or three, there's so much in there. And it, and it repeats some other things. I and the Father, you know, we're one. I was just Before you do that, yeah. I was just thinking, you can see this thing, and Jesus mm. talking about loving one another as a representation of him, like you mm, were saying. Yeah. And there's something about when we love one another, because that's not just a moment, you don't just serve once. Yeah. It's a relationship of serving one yes. another. Yep. And when you do that, you actually build habits in your life of yep. kingdom come. You, do. you build habits of light and yep. love and peace and joy yep. and endurance and patience, all this fruit of the spirit yep. stuff, um, the, the, the long yep. journey in the same direction. Yep. You build habits that is going to naturally flow out in your other relationships yep. with those who aren't in yep. the church. And so as you practice in a safe place where you are actually committing to one another, yes, the belief, the, the hypothesis, is that the right word, is that... The, the next thing to happen is the habits will flow out. Well, we're, we're nurturing the ground. We're prepared, working with the seed. The roots are going down, and then there can be a growth. Mm. There can be a, something that shoots, and fruit can come forth. And it's so, the, the other thing to... to so, sorry, I would just yeah. say, trust the journey. Yes. Not just with you and God. Trust the journey in yes. community. Because you'll mm. actually find that if you mm. commit to the journey that Jesus yep. is asking us, and he is asking us to commit yep. to one another in a place where yep. we truly know and love yep. in him with one another, yep. if you trust the long journey, you will see that these habits will flow out into the world. Yep. And we've got some big statements that I hear a lot. One is, we're praying for his kingdom to come, his will to be done yes. on earth as it is in heaven. What does yes. that look like? Uh, seek first, um, which I think is a really significant verse. Yep. Seek first the kingdom of God Matthew 6, and his righteousness. That's right. And all these things mm-hmm. that, that you need in this world be added unto you. So, so Jesus is saying here, if you love me, you will obey me. The kingdom will come. My will the will of God will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yep. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Great. The new commandment I give unto you. Love one another as I have loved you. It's almost like there's a circle. You're going round and round a circle. I'm loved. I love. Um, and as I loved, I'm loved some more. It's like it's a giving and receiving. I receive it. I give it. I receive it. I give it. I come into mercy. I become merciful. And as I become merciful, I receive more mercy. And I give more mercy. Uh, it becomes, as you were saying, the, it becomes the character of my life to be a person who receives and gives. You know, one of the things about if we if we live in the love one another in the kingdom, we see prosperity differently. Yeah. Because in the kingdom, prosperity is through giving and receiving through the welfare of the body. It's not how much I've got. It's not just all about me and accumulating as much as I can get or just the things I want. I might think, well, I don't want a lot. I just want this much. It's none of that. It's like I'm here to be part of what God's doing to see blessing flowing. It's a whole different place. And in that, there's freedom. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, John 15, 16. So what's his command? Love one another as I have loved you. All the commands will be worked out in that. If mm-hmm. you'll, you'll discover if you do it. 
and I will ask the Father, and He will give you a helper. There's a condition here. If you're not committed, if I'm not committed to loving Jesus by keeping His commands, Mm -hmm. I have no expectation of receiving the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Wow. I can't love Him and keep His commands without the Holy Spirit. (laughs) But I have to be willing. And, And frankly, people, if you're listening and thinking, oh, commands, you today are obeying the truth you truly believe in your heart. You today are obeying what you truly love in your heart. Mm. And if you struggle to obey God and obey his word, the Mm. question is, what is your heart Mm. devoted to? Who is your heart Mm. devoted to? What do you really believe about yourself and about this world Mm. and about God in your heart. You may not have even asked yourself that and become aware that actually in your heart mm. there is a devotion to more than one master. And you're de- devoted to being successful or having the sort of life in this mm. world yep. that somehow your mind is conceived that you deserve or should have or feel like you'd want to yeah. have and you're hoping to do it with God. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Um, you cannot do that. Your heart will be divided and it, it is unstable in mm. all its ways. And mm. so you, we come and say, I don't know my own heart, but I can't choose to commit it to God and I want to know Jesus mm. and to love him with all my heart. And then he says... I'll give you another helper. And we know that helper, he says, is the spirit of truth. I like the word, uh, the word is parakletos. Yep. I'll give you the paraclete. Uh, some Bibles say counselor, comforter. Friend. Friend. He, he is more, you can't put him in one word, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> He's God. He's everything God is. Yeah. He went out and put stars in the sky. And he wants to come and help me and you. Yeah. Love Jesus with all our heart, soul, <sighs> mind, and strength. Yeah. He wants to help us receive the love that Jesus has for us. He wants to help us love one another and in that to obey the commands of God. Do you know what? Wow. wow. It's huge. It just reminded me there's a, there's a song that come out, uh, came out from Bethel mm. uh, called Weathered. And uh, one of the lines mm. is, it was talking about, I can't even remember mm. much of it, really uh, beautiful song, yeah. pow- powerful song to connect yeah. us to God. It said, Father, Son, and Holy Shepherd. Yeah. And I loved that because yeah. I just thought that's a whole other yeah. opening my heart to, yeah. oh, He shepherds me. Yeah. He leads me. He yeah. teaches me. He calls me. And we're going to find a couple of things in these verses that we'll just pick up as we go through now as we sort of talk quite a bit about it. Mm. He's a spirit of truth. Yeah. Um, so without the Holy Spirit, I cannot know truth. And neither can anyone else. I can know facts that are true, but I cannot know true the truth mm. at, at, an, at a foundational, absolute level. I, I need the Holy Spirit. He testifies of truth to me. Yeah. And, and then he says, to whom the world cannot receive, because it never sees no, know them or knows him. You know him, mm. for he dwells with you. Listen. And will be in you. So while they were with Jesus, Mm. the Holy Spirit was with them. But when they came to the day of Pentecost, he would be in them. This is incredible truth. And that's Mm. what God has for us. But it's only when we come to Christ and and join him in his offering of himself to God that the Holy Spirit comes in us. Mm. The next verse, I will not leave you as orphans. Mm. I will come to you. A lot of talk about sons of God these days. 
we're only a son of God when the Holy Spirit is in us. And then we mature as a son of God, as we learn as Romans 8 says in verses 5 and 6, to set our mind on the Spirit, not on ourselves, mm-hmm. and to allow that to grow something new in us. Yeah. Um, it goes on and, and, and down in verse where we up to? I want to pick up something else next. Whoever has my commandments, verse 21, and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father. <laughs> so if I'm not committed in my spirit to loving Jesus and keeping his commands, I don't have the confidence of the Father's love. I have, I have confidence that it's there, but I don't have confidence that it's working on my behalf. Wow. That's what it says. Oh, he, I'll be yeah. loved by the Father. Yeah. And, and we talked about um, you know, that, that I'm going to manifest myself to those who love me and not to the world uh, before. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. It just keeps coming up. Mm. And my Father will love him. There it is again. And listen, this, I love this line. And we will come to him and make our home with him. Yeah. So we started off with Jesus saying, I go to prepare a place for you. I'll be with the Father and I'm preparing a place with you, yeah. a place that you can come to that's like home. And that is talking about eternity in heaven. But here he says, and it's now too. Yeah. You know, we'll be at home with you now. So I can have a sense of being at home in my Father in heaven and in Jesus in heaven and if the Holy Spirit with me right now. You don't have to wait. Right now, I'm at yeah. home. That's right. I'm at home. And this is so powerful. Yeah. This is how we survive, go, thrive, grow, and, and cope with so much of the junk this world brings at us. I'm not looking at this world to be my home. I'm at home mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. in my faith, in my Father, in the Holy Spirit within me. This is a great test. He'll come and make his home with you. And, and towards the end, the last verse, Jesus said, These things I've mm-hmm. spoken. Um, to you while I'm still with you. And, and we saw earlier that some of them, they weren't understanding. And, but the help of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things yeah. and bring to your remembrance all that I've said. Yep. So you know, he's told us the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is the one who comes and says, we're not orphans, we're sons. Mm. Uh, Romans 8, uh, I think 16, his Spirit testifies to our Spirit that we're sons of God. Yep. The Holy Spirit comes to, to give us a sense of being at home, mm. this comforter, this surrounder, this helper, and he comes as a teacher. Uh, to teach us truth, to coach us in truth, to counsel us in truth. So many good things the Holy yeah. Spirit is. And uh, so we want to finish there on this idea that my peace I leave with you. Well, the peace is the Holy Spirit's going to come and bring peace into our hearts yeah. and into our minds. And yep. so as we finish here, we're praying That's that great. you would be learning to trust, that we would all be learning to yeah. trust the Holy Spirit's work within us, and around us, that he would be leading us today, teaching us today, protecting us today, but also through the things he doesn't protect us from, growing us to be stronger 
and our ability to trust God, that we would be those who love Jesus and commit to being obedient, not to what we understand, but to him, to love one another as he's loved us. And we're trusting the Holy Spirit to help us. Absolutely. To do the work in us, to enable us to love what we couldn't love before, to be peace in us where we didn't used to have peace, Mm. to push back at that anxiety and trouble that once used to come and sit and take a hold of us. So Holy Spirit, come and do your work Mm. in us and in your children, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, hey, that is us for this podcast. I want to remind you, you know, if you're feeling called by the Spirit to engage in any way in a neighborhood Mm. church, or you just want help, to whatever context you're in, we'd love to talk about it. No, no big agenda really, other than just wanting to help. Yep. Um, truly. And so contact us, Paul at chasingtruth.nz. That's right. And Elijah at unitechurch.org.nz. We'd love to help. If you yeah. want to, yeah, be involved in any way, um, or just want to let us know how the podcast is. is yes, is we'd love you. some We'd feedback. Feedback, questions, uh, just whatever really. And so, fantastic. Mm. Have a good one. That was great. Thank you. Have a great day. Awesome. See ya. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Rhythms Podcast. Remember, you can find the Bible plan for this week at unitechurch.org.nz. We'd love for you to join us as we practice the daily rhythm of reading the Word and opening our hearts up to the authentic love and person of Jesus Christ. If you want to get a hold of me, you can find me at Elijah at unitechurch.org.nz and Paul at paul at chasingtruth.nz. Aroha nui.